Welcome to another edition of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Skylar Sig Daddy Sigmund, and this is the weekend review for September 14th, 2020. Some of the topics I'm going to be covering on this episode will be the NXT and AEW ratings, Miro signing with AEW along with Ty Conti, WWE reportedly making dozens of releases this week, and then also... And Heath Slater saying several WWE stars want to join him in Impact. I'll talk about all of that here sometime during this episode. Let's start out with the NXT and AEW ratings for this week. Let's go firstly with NXT. So they started out with the NXT Championship match with Adam Cole and Finn Balor. And that started the show, Finn Balor, your new NXT champion. Kind of cool to see that after five years. Five years was the last time, well, five years ago was the last time he won the NXT championship. And it was headlined by a steel cage match between Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez. And Martinez is apparently looking, well, it's looking like she's going to go up to the main roster. And this was a Super Tuesday episode of NXT. So again, 838,000 viewers for that episode of NXT. So over the past few weeks, so the week prior, 849,000. And the week before that, 824,000 viewers. It was just slightly down from a couple from last week. Ended up ranking number 15 on the cable top 150. And then AEW, which was highlighted and, well, headlined by Dustin Rhodes taking on Brody Lee for the TNT Championship, where Brody Lee did retain. But the biggest topic coming out of that was, the biggest thing was, Miro, formerly known as Rusev, appearing as the best man for Kip Sabian on that episode of AEW. That was the fallout from All Out. We also got promos from Jake the Snake and, well, Lance Archer and uh, John Moxley. And then we got the uh, Bucks super kicking Alex Marvez, which was very entertaining. And then we also got Adam Page and Kenny Omega both cutting promos and and backstage interviews. And Paige wanted to keep with the team while Kenny was happy the team was over. But NXT, I mean AEW, it drew 1.016 million, ranked number seven in the cable top 150 on Wednesday, while NXT drew 838,000 on Tuesday. And this is continuing to show why these shows need to be on separate nights. It is better for the health of both of these shows, in all honesty. They need to stay on separate nights because the fans win. It's all about the fans, and more fans will tune in if these shows are on separate nights. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It it sucks the enjoyment out of the shows if I can't watch them both. I, I don't watch NXT that often. But... If it were to be on 
a Tuesday, like it stays on Tuesday, I would possibly watch it more often. But I've been currently watching Impact. I've been really enjoying that. But uh, they've been doing some very good stuff. Their tag team division is very, very good. Very entertaining stuff from them. We got the Motor City Machine Guns, Gallows and Anderson, the Rascals, Madman Fulton and Ace Austin, the North. A lot of tag teams in there. It's probably going to look like it's going to be Heath and Rhino here soon. But very entertaining stuff from Impact. And I just it just shows that this these ratings, back to the topic of discussion, these ratings show that these shows should be on separate nights because they do better. They do a lot better in the cable ratings. And fans win in the long run. But... The hottest topic coming out of last week, especially out of AEW, was Miro, formerly known as Rusev, showing up on AEW Dynamite as Kip Sabian's best man. At first, I wasn't digging the segment. I wasn't digging the segment. I'm like, okay, whatever. And it was dragging along because they brought out this one guy, and then Pillman came out, Brian Pillman Jr., and then we saw... They were like, okay. And then the music hit, and we see Miro show up, and I, honestly, I fangirled out. I'm not going to lie. I fangirled out. I loved it. And the promo he cut felt so freaking real. This is why you should not, for certain people, script their promos. Because when they speak from the heart, it is so much better than something that's written down or typed out on a piece of paper and doesn't sound natural at all. This sounded natural. Rusev Miro, he got his actual feelings out. He's talking about the imaginary brass ring he's trying to reach for through this gla- imaginary glass ceiling. And he told them to shove that brass ring straight up their keisters. And I loved it. I loved it. I know, I know, I know. People get sick and tired of the WWE shots, AEW taking shots at WWE. You know what? It's all in good fun. WWE, they take shots. They've taken shots at other companies before too, so it's all right. They've taken shots at WCW with the Huckster and whatever, the old guys and... uh, WCW back in the day. They also took a shot at TNA a couple years ago with Kurt Angle in that promo. So it's not unlike WWE to take shots at another company. It goes back and forth. AEW does it, I agree, a little bit too often. But you know what? It's all in good fun. I'm totally fine with it. And I'm happy to see Miro on the show. And he'll add some intriguing matchups especially with brian cage him and brian cage having a match him and lance archer having a match some hoss battles kenny omega cody it, the matchups are endless there's a bunch of fresh and new matchups for miro and i know people will say this why is the AEW keep on signing w former wwe guys just uh just being like tna light whatever it's, it's stupid. It's stupid that you're saying that. Just 
WWE, okay, if you're if you go on that train of thought, WWE is taking a bunch of old TNA guys. Like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode. There's more names to go with that. So, goes both ways. It goes both ways. Daniel Bryan, a former Ring of Honor guy. The list could go on and on and on and on forever. So let's just stop it there. Also debuting on AEW Dynamite was Ty Conti, who signed a contract with All Elite Wrestling. Both of those, both her and Miro's signings were announced on Twitter. Ty Conti adds some depth to the women's division. It's been needing it for a while. They need new, fresh faces. And it's nice to see another person signed to the women's roster because they need more bodies right now. They need more bodies. And shifting to WWE now. We're going to shift to WWE. WWE reportedly made dozens of releases not reportedly, but rumor. It's rumored that WWE made dozens of releases last week. And according to PW Insider, a couple of those names included Anthony Bednagino. I probably botched that completely, but all right, here's the other ones. Producer Sarah Stock, if you remember her, she was from TNA. She wrestled as Sarita. And producer IRS Mike Rotunda, who's been with the company for quite a while, and WWE Hall of Famer Gerald Briscoe, who had worked in scouting new talent. He is also gone after 30 or so years. He uh, broke the news on Twitter uh, last week. Man, this is just keeps happening. WWE is continuing to make as much revenue as possible and apparently there was cuts made to drastic cuts made to the live events crew which in all reality makes sense i know people love to bash wwe about this but it does make sense right now since they're not working and live events are not going to be happening anytime soon so it makes sense in that aspect but a WWE a guy released from WWE now working for Impact, Heath Slater. He had a interview with TV Insider, and he said this. He revealed actually that several WWE stars are waiting for their contracts to expire with WWE so they could join Impact Wrestling. And, you know, Heath Slater, he joined Impact Wrestling at Slammiversary back in July. And here is what he said in the interview with TV Insider. Quote, They know when they are locked down under contract, they can't get out. That's the bottom line. You may have well signed yourself up for the military. Interesting. But guys that did get released and guys from other companies have been texting and calling and asking about impact the wwe crew some of them have been like man that would be awesome to do this but i still got a year and a half or another year i'm like remember what you're saying because years go by pretty fast so you want you if you really want to 
I might know a guy. And he says the interest is there for sure. And this is Heath Slater talking in a TV Insider interview. This is interesting. And you know what? It doesn't really surprise me. Because a lockdown WWE strategy is throw a bunch of money at somebody and having them sign so they don't sign with any potential competition. Impact is not really competition at this point. But who knows what they could do moving forward as stuff slowly gets back to normal after this COVID-19 pandemic as it's still kind of ongoing at this point. They could add some fresh big names to their roster after as time goes on right now their roster is pretty dang good they got a pretty dang good women's roster jordan grace diana perrazzo even though i'm not sure she is signed to a full-time deal kylie ray havoc tasha steels kiera hogan taya valkyrie rosemary that's stacked the tag team division i mentioned it earlier gallows and anderson Fulton and Ace Austin, the Rascals, the North, and the Motor City Machine Guns, just to name a few. They also have stars like this, Moose, EC3, the new Impact Wrestling World Champion, Eric Young, Eddie Edwards, Tommy Dreamer is still a valuable asset to a company, Heath Slater, Rhino, that's a pretty good roster. That's a pretty good roster you have in Impact Wrestling. It'll be interesting to see what happens once these contracts run out because I bet there is some definite, there are some definitely disgruntled guys in WWE that want to go somewhere else. Maybe AEW is not their landing spot. Maybe Ring of Honor. Maybe MLW. Maybe those options aren't there, but Impact Wrestling could be there as an option as there are so many options in the wrestling world right now. There is so many different options of where guys can go and make a good uh, make a good living from. Impact Wrestling, it probably offers opportunity for guys to work indies. Kylie Ray, you see it all the time. She just won the Warrior, Warrior Wrestling Women's Championship from Tessa Blanchard. So, the options are endless. And speaking of Tessa Blanchard, that title loss brought up some thoughts on Twitter, kind of stirred up some stuff. It's like, oh, is she going to WWE or AEW? Or is she signed exclusively with a company now since she lost the title? I don't know. It could mean nothing. It could mean something. We'll see where it goes here the next few weeks. But it'll be interesting. That wraps up this week's episode of The Weekend Review. I hope you enjoyed that. For other episodes of The Weekend Review, retro pay-per-view reviews, and, well, recent pay-per-view reviews, you can listen to all of those in the archive on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find your podcast. Before I go, make sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook at SigDaddyWrestle and on Instagram at SigDaddy.Wrestle. Until next week, this is SigDaddy signing off. Thanks for listening and so long, everybody.